Log entry. The schooner Black Parrot. Matthew Kincaid, master. 6 May, 1950. Position, 17 degrees, 5 minutes south. 147 degrees west. Course, 43 degrees. Fresh breeze. Sky overcast. Barometer, 310 and falling. Passengers, two. One restricted to quarters. Cargo, explosives in number two hold. Number one, trade goods. The Log of the Black Parrot, with Elliot Lewis starred as Captain Matthew Kincaid and written by the masters of the sea story, Gil Dowd and Anthony Ellis. The passage of a black schooner sailing the southern oceans, sailing into adventure with a strange and restless man who is her master, has set down in The Log of the Black Parrot. Skipper, and this is the last for number two. Well, I'll be glad to see the cargo aboard. Right. It's coming over dirty, Red, but at this rate, we'll beat the wind. That's all right with me. I don't want to run into anything with that stuff aboard. What's a doctor doing with explosives anyway? He wants to get rid of a reef. Hey, Red. Yeah? Do you have any trouble ashore? Trouble? Me? <laughs> Skipper. Take a look. Gendarmes. Oh, they're coming aboard. I'll be checking the dunnage in number one. Have we done, King Kate? What's the trouble? Will you come ashore, please? Why? Commandant, request your presence. Why? I cannot say. I only have my orders. I got mine from the harbor master. There's weather moving in. I got to clear for Petey in an hour. I'm sorry, monsieur. Got the papers? Crowder, tell Mr. Gallagher I've gone ashore. Come on, you. We walked away from the waterfront through the warm, dull rain, back into Papiti. And I knew I'd been in the place too long. The feeling of being held, being watched, was there again. And now the police, always the curious police, who ask too many questions. Captain Kincaid. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Captain Kincaid, I'm so sorry to inconvenience you. Please sit down. Oh, thanks. A cigar? Look, I'm in a hurry. What do you want? You are sailing for Ivaoa. Yeah. Then I have a favor to ask, unofficially. You make out forms and triplicate for a favor? I'm sorry, monsieur. It is most important. I know you are anxious come to on, sail. Come on, come but... on. I want to get out of here before the wind hits. I wish you to carry a passenger to the Marquesas. We will pay the passage. I guess I can take another 2,000 francs. It is a girl. Forget it. Not on my ship. I will pay you 3,000 francs. She is a daughter of a very good friend of mine in Hivaoa. He sent her here to school when she was 15, three years ago. Now she must leave. I can't take an 18-year-old girl on my ship. She's in a great deal of trouble. And she'll have to go to prison if she stays here. Why? She learned too much. But I think not in school. Men... Among others, a sailor. She shot him. Huh? She's half-caste. Her mother was Marquesan. It happens. 
the sailor dead? Ah, no, no. He will recover and he will prosecute. You want her to be away before that? Yes. Mm-hmm. What happens if I get caught? Ah, you will not be caught. I shall see to that. All right, have the girl and her gear aboard in 45 minutes. Three thousand, Monsieur le Capitaine, three thousand francs. Et merci mille fois. I said two thousand. So long. I didn't see the girl come aboard. I was too busy. first passenger, Dr. John Mitchell, stood near me at the wheel, his thinning blonde hair ruffled by the breeze, the eyes in his scarred face following the movements of the crewman. course to clearing weather and the Tuamotos, sailing full and by. I turned the wheel over to Gallagher and went below to enter our departure in the log. Are you busy, Matthew? Oh, nothing important. Come on in, John. Sit down. Thank you. You wouldn't have... Uh... I'm afraid I left the top of my head in the pit. <laughs> You had a good time, huh? Splendidly depraved. But after all, two weeks out of two years. Uh-huh. And now back to Mohotani for another two. Oh, yes. I obtained some excellent books this trip. One particularly, I hope you have a chance to read it on the way up. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Manager's Man Against Himself. There's good and bad in it. I think you'll like it. Well, bung up and bilge free. <sighs> I saw your other passenger, the female. That's so? Yes. Her father is Robert Bonet, the government resident of the Marquesas. You haven't seen her yet? Not yet. Gallagher put her in her cabin. She's older than when I saw her last. Very nice. Awfully nice. Hands off, John. She's trouble. Yes, I heard about it. Amazing what happens to these children when civilization gets its cultured talons into them. It's a shame she couldn't have left her Marquesan blood at home. Another one, John? Uh, no, thanks. I think I'll go up on deck and say goodbye to Pepita. Um, I'll bring you the book at dinner. Right. Captain Kincaid. Come in. You comfortable? Comfortable? Yes. Look, I know about your trouble in Papiti. Let's forget about it. We've got nine or ten days ahead of us. Everything will be fine. I don't want to go back to Hiva Oa. I'm sorry. I want you to stay in your cabin as much as possible. We eat at six in my cabin, okay? Okay. 
Okay. I was angry when I left. Because she was the loveliest thing I'd ever seen. And because she knew I couldn't look at her without staring. I didn't want to stare. So I didn't look at her very much. I relieved Gallagher at the wheel. The feel of a ship in deep water again is a good thing, but it wasn't this time. I knew there were too many explosives aboard. I should have turned the wheel back to Tahiti then. Did you check the generator? Since when did I forget? I was asking, mate. I checked it. You know, Matthew, I don't think Miss Benet remembers me. I used to see her running on the beach when she was a very little child. Oh, I remember you, Doctor. You would be so difficult to forget. I mean, those terrible scars on your face. Have you finished? Yes, thank you. Then get back to your cabin. didn't mean anything, you know that. Forget it, Red. Isn't she good enough for your company? She's good enough for mine. Forget it. Why don't you let her out of that coop, get her up on deck? You know it's hot in there. Drink your coffee, mate. Stay away from her, mister! I'm sorry, John. Doesn't matter. No, no, no. Really. It doesn't. I've lived with this face for a long time. One gets used to surface scars. Those inside? Well, I've got my island, old Tony. I don't have to see people for years on end if I don't want to. And you, Matthew, you've got your ship. That's right. I've often wondered what you're running... I picked up some cognac. Let's have a drink. Love to. I say, I, uh, I brought you the book, Man Against Himself. From that first night on, she was fed in her cabin. I didn't want to see her. And I didn't want Gallagher or anybody else to see her. Three days out, we raised the two Omotos and began the dirty business of picking our way through the hundreds of coral reefs and heads, which, with the islands, make up the group. But with those boxes in hold number two, it was like the first time. Gallagher and I had sailed and worked for southern waters. By the mouth! There had been words before. And women, too. But now, except for ship talk, there weren't any words. And that was bad. By the mouth! Sit! 
By nightfall, we'd cleared the reefs and were sailing free with the southeast trades on our starboard quarter. I stood the 8 to 12 wheel watch. What are you doing on deck? Sorry. It was hot. I hope you don't mind the way I dressed. It was so hot. I don't mind the way you're dressed. What do you want? I want to go back. Back? Anywhere. I don't want to go to Hiva or... We've been through that. Take me back. Please. Go on below. Don't you like me? I'm pretty. I've looked at myself in the mirror, I know. Take me back. To the sailor in Papiti? No. I go with you. Anywhere. Look, you go back to Hivaoa. You belong there. Papiti is no good for you. Anywhere is no good for you. You belong on your island with your own people. I have learned what it is to be French. I know what it is to be a French lady. The way I am not. I'm not good for my people and Hiva Oa. Go below. Take me back. I want to be a French lady. Why don't you look at me? Because you're so beautiful, you make me sick. Get away from me or I'll kill you. Kill me? <laughs> you... Night, Skip. I'll take over. You are listening to Elliot Lewis's Captain Matthew Kincaid in Gil Dowd and Anthony Ellis's exciting story of the sea, The Log of the Black Parrot. I turned the wheel over to Red, gave him the course, and he repeated it. But he was looking something else. I went below. The girl was in her cabin, and I locked her there. Went into my own quarters, tried to sleep. And the next night, tried to sleep. And the next... And the morning came. We were one day off the Marquesas. And our cabin door was open. Pat! Wait a moment. I'm in a hurry. For what, Matthew? Get out of my way. You're too late. She's been out since the fall down. Leave her alone, Matthew. It's not her, it's Gallagher. The ship. What's happening to it? Get out of my way before I finish off what's left of your face. Oh. Get out of my way, will you? Where's the mate, Crowder? Uh, he's up forward, I think. You think, Crowder? Uh, he's up forward, sir. Mister! What's that bucket doing on the deck? I don't know. It's your business to know. Stow it where it belongs. Are well, you kidding? I'm not a deckhand. Stow it away. You! 
Get below to your cabin. All right. Wait a minute. We're going back to Pepitis. I got a cargo for Hivo, Oa, mister. I'm taking it there. All right. But she stays on the ship. I'll pay her passage back. She gets off with the cargo. She's with me now. I told you to stay away from her. You told me. You... I've wanted to do this for a long time. You had your chance, mister. Feel better now, Matthew? Shut up. Bring him around. He takes the wheel in a half an hour. John. Gallagher won't be able to stand his watch. Oh? He'll be all right. But he'll have to stay in his cabin until tomorrow. Okay. Sure, I'll tell you. Help yourself. Sit down, Matthew. Want to have a look at you? Yeah. Hmm. A little more work on your face, and you'd have looked like me. I'm sorry about that. Turn your head this way. Yeah. This is going to hurt. And it'll be different. Uh, no, John, I wish I was a kid right now. No? Why? Yeah. So I could bawl my ears off. I must be a little drunk. Perhaps we should all be drunk. All the time. Is she... Is she in her cabin? Yes. Should I have taken her back to Papiti? What's the matter with her? I don't think it's me and I don't think it's Red. What does she want? I don't know. If I knew why she so desperately doesn't want to go home, I could tell you, but I don't know. i got to take the wheel. Now, just a moment. Huh? It's only plaster, but it may hold your ear on. <laughs> Thanks, John. There was a difference in the ship. Almost a relief. The crew was easier. I could feel a lightness again in the deck under my feet, a strength in the pulling canvas. Perhaps it was the fight. Whatever it was, there was a difference in the ship. The girl came out on deck later, in the afternoon. I looked at her because I couldn't. I saw for the first time her hair. Her black, black hair. And how tiny she was. The blackness of her eyes. The gracefulness in her hands. The delicacy of her feet. Her eyes were on me, but I knew she didn't see me as she passed. I moved forward toward the waist of the ship. The crewmen no more than glanced at her and then turned back to their work. 
she went to the rail. No! Crowder, stop her! Gordon, take the wheel! Give me that. Quit it now. Quit it. Take it easy. All right, I got her. She, she went for more deck noise. Come on. I want the doctor to take care of that cut. Don't take me back. Please don't make me go home. Come on. John. John. What's the matter? Here, put her over here. Tried to go overboard. Crowder stopped her, but she got mixed up with his knife. Move over. Let me see. Yeah. Hmm, that's not too bad. I just hold still. That's right. That just a minute. There. we are. Ah. That didn't hurt very much, did it? No. Ah, let me see that. May I? That hurt? No. That Matthew. Yeah. You knew about this, didn't you? Now, you won't make me go to Hiva over. How long has it been? Half a year, I think. I made even Papi to told me. It'll be all right. <laughs> now, don't worry. I'm going to give you something to make you sleep for a while. There isn't much choice, is it? There may be another way. What do you mean? She could live on Mohotane. There's nobody else on the island. Except you. That's right. Oh, I'd, I'd marry her if she wanted to. If not, I'd build her a place. That's not what I mean, John. Oh, it's not that bad. There's always a chance. You know what you're saying? My dear chap, of course I do. As a matter of fact, I'm being rather selfish about the whole thing. She's quite beautiful. You've noticed it. Uh, so is Mr. Gallagher. I can't let you do it, John. Then you know what's left. Look here, I'm not very prepossessing to look at. I know that. But in a few years, she may not be either. It would be a great comfort to one another. Now stop it, will you? You're a strange chap. I think you almost worship beauty. You don't like the idea of her becoming undutable, do you? Do you? Surface scars, Matthew surface scars. Well, does she stay with me on Mahutane? I don't know. I'll have to think. The next morning, we anchored off the emerald-shaped island of Mahutane. Hiva'oa, our final destination, was a cloud-rimmed hump on the northwest horizon. The longboat was put over the side and loading of John Mitchell's gear and explosives got underway. I looked at the little island, thought of the girl. Mitchell could go aboard now, Captain. All right, mate. John, you're ready to go ashore. Here, I'll give you a hand with that. Thanks. Uh, you made up your mind, Matthew? Yes. Parish. Steady the ladder. He's coming down. Goodbye, John. Goodbye, man. 
drop in when you pass this way again. I'll see you. Gallagher. Yeah? Hold the boat for a few minutes. I'm going below. Right. We're at Mohotani. I know. Dr. Mitchell is ready to go ashore. You want to go with him? With him? Yesterday we talked about you. He wants to take care of you on his island. He'll marry you if you like. Or build your house. You'll be close to your people on Hivaoa. He wants this? He wants it. Otherwise, it would mean the island for you. I can't take you back to Papiti or anywhere else. He's a very kind man, isn't he? Yeah. You would tell my father? Yes, about this. Not about Papiti. There's a priest on here, Oa. You will send him here. Sure. I watched the flash of oar blades in the sun as the longboat pulled shoreward. Then I thought of Gallagher. I found him on the port side, looking out at the open sea. She's better off with him, Gallagher. She would have been better off with me. Maybe she would if you had an island, lived alone, didn't care. Didn't care? Are you crazy? She has leprosy, Red. That's why she didn't want to go home. Did I do the right thing, Red? would have meant a leper colony, but he wanted to take care of her, and I let him. Did I do the right thing, Red? You did the right thing, Skipper. I... Not sure, Red. Forget it. Forget it. We'll have a good breeze, Skipper. Yeah. Yeah, she holds. Come on, let's not waste time. Break out the crew, Red. We'll get the hook off the bottom. Stand by for the longboat under power. Right, Skipper. Let's get in. The longboat came aboard, and we moved out from the lee of the island and heeled over, close hauled on a starboard tack, under the southeast wind. The bow dipped and rose again in the swell, throwing spray high in the rigging. And then open water, the horizon, and a new course to Port Moresby, island of New Guinea. Log entry. The schooner Black Parrot, 5.30 p.m. Wind fresh. Sky fair. Sea cresting with high cross swell. Main and fossil reefed. Ship secure for night. <laughs> <laughs> 
Signed, Matthew Kincaid, Master. invited to sail into further adventure with a log of the Black Parrot next week at this same time. Ed Max is heard as Red Gallagher, and featured in the cast were Ted Osborne, Lillian Bioff, Harold Hughes, Jack Crucian, and Ben Wright. Music was conducted by Walter Schumann and composed by Nathan Scott. The Black Parrot was produced by Elliot Lewis and directed by Gil Dowd. Bob Stevenson speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.